0: Welcome to Wine with Meg and Mel. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, joined by Master of Wine, Meg Brotman. And Meg, we're doing something interesting today, aren't we?
1: We are. We're looking at rosé. One of my bugbears about rosé is that it has to be made from Pinot Noir and it has to be light in colour. Now, we've addressed the colour thing beforehand. Yeah. But this Pinot Noir thing. So I just want to see, oh, okay, are the best rosés made from Pinot Noir? So that's the thing, like I think 95% of people who buy rosé
0: don't give a shit which grape it's come from.
1: Given I went to Dan Murphy's big store for the very reason they have a huge selection, I just wanted to select blindly. Yeah. A lot of ones don't actually tell you. I'd done my research beforehand, so I had written down what they were made from, Yeah, but if I was just staring at, the shelves you wouldn't know i would go on color but you know what wide nerds want to know
0: doesn't make a difference i want to know does it make a difference i'm pretty sure our listeners will want to know so we're putting it to the test we've got six here and are they all from different grapes
1: we've got pinot we've got merlot we've got grenache we've got sangiovese we've got nebbiolo and we've got cabernet okay the only one i couldn't find oddly is Shiraz. Oh, that is weird in Australia. Hmm. Huh. I could find a French huh. one, but that's kind of my wine of the week, so I'll talk about oh, that in a minute. Oh, well, you know what? What a segue. Get it's into right. it. What's your wine of the week? So, drinking a lot of rose, sort of in preparation for this and being summer, mm-hmm. and be it being filthy hot and gross, and I bought the Arrogant Frog, which is a $12 bottle of wine. Yes, from I've seen that. The Languedoc in France. Yeah. Um, years ago, we used to make wine for the same cooperative that. Produces cool. Arrogant Frog. It's a okay. very successful brand. It's an international brand. Yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, we're we're all about Provençal rosé. Oh god, um, still. And I really just wanted to compare and contrast French rosé and Australian rosé. And seriously, same my,
0: shit. I'm sorry, but like rosé is rosé. Rosé is rosé. I did a Provence tasting once of rosé that was like. 10 different rosé producers mm. from Provence, literally exact same wine. There was not one that stood apart yep. even like a little bit from yep. the rest.
1: I know. I, ju- I just think rosé is rosé. I remember we were, you know, in Europe twenty pre-COVID, 2019 yeah. maybe. Anyway, we were drinking a two-euro bottle of rosé every day. We thought it was so delicious and I couldn't even tell you where it was from. I mean, it could have been – we were in Italy at the time. Yeah. But it could have been from France or whatever. Rosé is just rosé. The only thing that I do check is alcohol. I Mm -hmm. don't want it – over 12 and a half, usually okay, because I like to have it at lunch and I don't always have time for a but no no net. no, I have had time, like, I got into holidays really quickly this year. Yeah. You know, that usually takes you four or five days, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, no, this has been you such a horrible. You just got straight into it, it.
0: <laughs> Staycation. I love that for you, okay. So that's what you've been drinking. That's what I've been drinking. What's your fun fact?
1: Okay, my fun fact, you have to bear with me. You know how everyone says that sulphur dioxide gives them hangovers and headaches? Oh, uh, yeah. I hate that. It's like, okay. that is one of my pet peeves. So a recently released research paper from Master of Wine, Sophie Parker-Thompson, who I think is an English woman living in New Zealand, yeah, um, has shown that Biogenic amines, which are the things that probably do give you a bit of a headache and allergic reaction, so commonly known as histamines, mm. are higher in wines that have had no sulfur dioxide added. You're kidding. So if you add sulfur dioxide at the levels that we do, and this was her MW research paper, so this is... This is like legit stuff. This is not, oh, you know, I've just spoken to my friends. So if you add 30 milligrams per liter of sulfur dioxide, which is kind of what we would add at bottling, um, you reduce the presence of biogenic amines, which is the things that they do believe gives you the hangover. So it's kind of a little bit of wonky science. So... In natural wines, you should get more. So I think that we are pre-deciding that the sulfur dioxide is going to give us a headache and make us feel sick. And, in fact, it seems that, no, that's not true. Because there is, in this paper, which I haven't fully read because it was a research paper, she does go into the effect of biogenic amines and how much effect they have and all the science behind it. So it's it's quite a sciencey paper. It's pretty cool.
0: So, but, like, basically the... What you're saying is that it doesn't
1: well, – Wines them. with more sulfur dioxide are less likely to give you – They don't you give you hangovers. hangovers. Less likely to give you uh, headaches and hangover effects. Okay. Well, I love that. Yeah. So let's face it. The thing that's it giving you it hangover exist. effects it's is It's too much alcohol. <laughs> People who
0: think wine gives them hangovers. It's like it's because it's more alcoholic than your beer. Just drink less, add in some water.
1: That's how life yep. works. And I read a thing, but I haven't actually <laughs> read the article, that none of the hangover cures oh that we claim work work. Oh, I bet. I haven't read the article yet because I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm still sorry. stuck on red lemonade and a pie. at the dog.
0: That's my oh, bloody
1: Like a Bloody Mary,
0: Hair of the Dog? Or like um like a low-alcohol seltzer type thing, so it just puts a little bit back in your system without overdoing <laughs> it. Like, that's what gets me. Anyway.
1: Don't come to us for advice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be my advice. Uh, before we get into the rosé, um we have very exciting news. We've been wondering all year who the hell from Ivor, in the USA, is listening I know. to us, and we sent a shout out on our last, like show? our final episode. We, we've been talking about doing it all year, and then we. To the we I just think we just kept on forgetting, like, and then I, this is just the most exciting thing ever. When Laura wrote to us and was like, "Hey guys, I'm from Ivor. Yay, Laura! We love you. We do love you. So she actually said that she's tried a lot of wines. Um, she loves Napa Valley. <gasps> And here's the thing. Oh, I know. We,
1: we don't love you that much,
0: Laura. We kind of shit all over Merlot when we spoke about Merlot. But in the US. It's huge. It is huge. And they probably, and good. they probably do it a lot better than we do. And so her request is that we actually try one of the good Merlots. And she's given us a Merlot.
1: We're going to try and track it down. I've researched it. It's not available in Australia. So I'm trying to get it shipped from the US to oh my here. God. So that we can try it
0: all right we're gonna try it Laura we apologize for our remarks on Merlot and we hope that we can change our minds
1: with this wine I think, that you've suggested yeah I think USA Merlot is different like yeah we did an episode on cask wine um last week yeah. and th- when I was looking at cask wine the four liters yeah and I'm not sure Laura that you will know what we talk about when we <laughs> talk about goon it's four liter bag in box wine anyway the four liter wines a lot of them were Merlot yeah And so I think maybe...
0: It's the perception in Australia. Yeah. It's different to the perception in US.
1: It's we are a premium brand. so
0: excited to try yours and thanks for messaging in. All right, we're going to get to our topic this week, which is rosé. Meg, where are we starting?
1: Okay, so what I want you to do is we've got two glasses. The first one we have is the True Colors Pinot Noir Rosé from Rob Dolan Wines. I want you to keep that in your glass yep. and compare and contrast everything that we taste against that because this is supposed to be the bee. and I would like to give some background
0: to kind of so Rob Dolan we've always done Pinot Noir Rosé but now we've got another Rosé emerging what's the, what's the base grape
1: so I've said that I think it is unsustainable for a winery. In the Yarra Valley, where land prices are incredibly high, to use our most expensive Pinot Noir, which is getting up to about $4,000 a tonne now, which is outrageous, Mm -hmm. um, to make rosé. Yes. And I have successfully, all over the world, made rosé from everything but Pinot Noir. Yeah. The key is colour. It is. The keys to get your fruit in during fermentation early, to yeah. my mind. So we've got a Merlot Rosé that we've actually made in the winery in 2021. So these were both made, same winemaker, same year. One just happens to be from Merlot. Me trying to prove my point to everyone.
0: <laughs> so but the Merlot one is actually quite a different colour. It is. So is that because it's not Unfind Unfinished
1: yet or is that got to do with the... Fridal. The variety has more colour. Mer- Pinot Noir has thinner skins than Merlot, so it has less colour.
0: Okay, so it, is, so it is down to the grape.
1: Yes, but you could easily... Yeah. This is hand-picked. So the Pinot Noir is hand-picked, so there's no skin... Is it? Con- yeah, exactly. And we put it in Rosé. At $100 a ton. Oh, my God. So that we don't get colour. Imagine if we treated poor Merlot with that self-respect, but we can remove... <laughs> We can take some of that colour out through proper winemaking. Okay. You know, giving some, giving it some love. Um, <laughs> I love that Meg is trying
0: to prove her personal vendetta on this podcast. You guys are just going
1: to sit I know it. how to make light-coloured rosé. <laughs> and you just have to give it the same love and respect that you're going to give the Pinot. Okay, no, let's get into it. Okay. So Pinot smells like strawberries and cream lollies, I think, uh-huh. for me. The Merlot is a little bit more savoury. Yeah, it is. A little bit more red currant mm-hmm. and red currant. Do you know crab apple jelly? And we, we have a joke um, in a wine show that I do that you have to throw crab apple jelly in one of your wine tasting notes. That's always. Pretty funny. But this smells a little bit like crab apple jelly. Mm-hmm. Both lovely noses. Mm-hmm. Discount the colour. I was going to do these in black glasses,
0: but it's really hard to it's find black and, glasses. Yeah, There's so many studies have shown as well that you can have the same wine and just put a touch more colour in one of them. Even if they tasted the same, you would perceptively taste them differently.
1: The true colours, Pinot, Rosé, Yummy 2021. Tastes more Rosé to me. The, so I think the
0: the other one tastes more Provence.
1: Provence, that's a good. Provençal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Provençal. I don't know. Provincial. Provençal, no, <laughs> Yeah, Provençal's not the right term. is fine. Okay. Um, they are different. It's got more flavour. And I don't know if that's what people want, to be honest. True. It's more of a robust wine. Now, if yeah. I was releasing that on the market, I would have taken out a little bit of colour,
0: mm-hmm.
1: added a little bit of flavour during ferment, so picked a yeast that by itself produces lots of raspberry and strawberries mm. and cream and confected fruit mm. characters. So it's all in the winemaking. You're putting it together. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that we can sustainably make rosé out of Pinot Noir. It's the cheapest wine that we that you make and you're using your most expensive grapes. Also, um, this
0: came up last episode and I feel like we might need to address it because I can't remember if we've ever covered it. Yeasts. Um, you can buy different yeasts that are going to bring out different flavors in each one's, right? Can you just talk us
1: through that a little bit? So there are on the market over a 1,000 different yeasts. So we can select yeasts for passion fruit Mm. flavor. So they produce – it's called an ester. They produce this particular chemical during fermentation that smells like passion fruit. Yeah. We can – buy ones that actually extract more colour. Yeah. I did some trials a few years ago on a yeast that makes the wine darker in colour. Yeah. So you compare it to another yeast, one's lighter, same wine,
0: yeah, one's darker in colour. that's crazy.
1: We can p- pick it for red currant, raspberry, more glycerol, so it gives it a little bit of fatness. So there, we've bred all these yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not genetically modified, mm-hmm. so it's selection rather than modification so we're it's not putting crazy. gmo product into your yeah. wine yeah um we've just selected over the years these yeasts that produce certain characteristics and we use here in australia yeast that have been isolated in burgundy in france hmm. so cy3079 they have very sexy names that is a sexy name um is a burgundian yeast from okay. so that gives yeah. fatness and richness and so we can select yeast okay so you can have the
0: exact same wine and put different yeast in all of them and they'll come out tasting completely different yeah.
1: and yeah. that's the one of the great things about science is the, the winemaking. It's that extra lead level of complexity. Like, oh, I didn't like my Shiraz last year. Let me try this yeast. Yeah. And I'm – because I've got a microbiology Yeah, I know. Your, I, your eyes have lit up talking I, <laughs> about this. <laughs> I freaking loved, yeah. you know, always adding different yeasts, and yeah. comparing contrast, and doing the tasting blind. And then yeah. you can do, you know, malolactic with or without. Anyway, that is the Merlot Rosé that we've made as an experiment. I think it's a very good drink. Um you know, shut up, everyone. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's what more sustainable. Tasting? So now we what have we- a Grove. I loved this um, <laughs> label, G- Grenache, McLaren Vale, Rosé. And I think this is called their alternative label or something. um. It's like Popeye sixteen. It's yeah, art, quite busy, lots of different texts, marketers person. and mail. Twelve and a half percent alcohol and Grenache. Now Grenache, I'm expecting this to be all about strawberries. Lovely bright, light pink <coughs> colour. These I don't have the prices, but I, I have the receipts this time. I think this was fourteen dollars. Some of these were quite expensive. Yeah, it's nice. Smells a little bit like wet dog. Hmm. But I think oh no, now there's the yeah. More of a tangerine dream for me. A little bit more mandarin. Skinny. It is actually. Yeah. Nice. I'm mentioning that with prawn – Oh, you don't eat seafood. Prawns I don't eat seafood. with just Jug of mayonnaise and just dipping in the, the prawns in the mayonnaise. Can never have enough mayo. Hmm. I don't know if I'm proving your point here, but I'm still
0: like our Pinot one best.
1: <laughs> you
0: should see the look she just gave me. I feel like it just burned through my face.
1: All right. Next we have Chapel <laughs> Chapel Hill, the Parson
0: Adelaide Sangiovese Rosé, and this is a more pinky one rather than salmon as well.
1: Yes, and this was 24 from memory. This was quite spendy for Rose. I'm not spending, um, I think 25 is fair. 20 to to 25 is fair for Rose. This is quite pink. Oh, that's very confected. See what I mean? It's Mm. like that strawberries and cream opening Mm -hmm. up a bag of raspberry lollies. That's yeast, Esther.
0: And the thing is like we use, we're tasting all these different for but we don't know what you, what um yeast they've used or what like rose method they've used or there is actually yeah. so many um, variables
1: yeah, so to this experiment general three ways you can make rose one is you pick the grapes and you make it as white wine, so you pick them a whole bunch preferably, and mm-hmm. then crush them and leave them in contact with the skins for a little bit and press them straight off. The other is you pick them. To make red wine, and then you bleed off a portion, usually ten percent of that juice. They tend to be the darker coloured wines. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, only for champagne and French chardonnay, are you allowed to blend red and white? Okay, together. So we do direct pressing. So the grapes that we pick for rosé are only for rosé. It's not pick for red, and we're just making rosé as a byproduct. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. I thought that was good.
0: Uh, that could be my favourite one so far. I um, I used to work with the Sangiovese Rosé. <laughs> that was such a weird thing to say. I used to work with the Sangiovese Rosé. Right? But, um, like, I, it was one of the ones that I had in my portfolio when I was, like, doing tastings and stuff. And I find – I think Sangiovese does give it a bit more of a kick in the taste.
1: I think it gives it there's a bit more length yeah. to it. And almost like a furry acidity, which is mm. really nice for food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be my my only complaint about the Grenache. It, the, the acid for me didn't feel right. It no, felt a little bit fat and yeah. flabby. And also with our Merlot, <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing this home, that's not a finished wine, so that knee would need a little bit of adjustment. Okay. But the Pinot Noir versus the Sandy I my glass, wasn't I?
0: I mean, okay, look. Mm. When you're talking about, like, a $20 rosé, I'm sorry, but, like, I just don't think people who drink rosé care. And I think that's what no. it comes down
1: to. Let us know, people. Can you? Like, like do actually, you, can you? We need to put out a survey. Do you... No, you, I'll put it on your... A rat about the Great Friday of the rosé that you're drinking? Because in Provence, they don't tell you. No. You know, most... most In, in Italy... Actually, yeah, what is it, Matt? Um... It's Muvedra, Syrah, Sanson? Since. Yeah. Or oh, not, Carignan. That sounds sorry. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> All right. While you're putting out your survey, we're you doing, doing it a, now. I'll get a couple a long answers view, by the end of the Nebbiolo Rosato from the Adelaide Hills, twenty twenty one. These were. All 2021, 20 except for the last one, which was the Cabernet. I couldn't get a 2021. 20, it's because okay. no one buys it. So, this is a, sort of a pale salmon colour, smoked salmon colour. Gorgeous bottle. Cute bottle. Yeah. Interesting how many white capsules are on these wines. In fact, all but ours has a white capsule.
0: By capsule, she means like the lid, the screw top. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's very fruity, very confected. Mm. It's a manufactured wine. It's yummy. Does it smell that different to the Chapel Hill? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They're all tasting the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all rosé. Grenache, not so much. Um, just because of acid, but those two could be completely interchangeable at my table. In fact, I wouldn't even mind if you blended them in the same glass. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't care. Yep, yep. And I just think, yeah, longestine or prawns on the barbecue, (laughs) yum. (laughs) Yum, sorry about the slurping.
0: Yeah, no, I've noticed you're a bit
1: slurpy today. Sorry, Sorry Bonn. <laughs> I love that you know their name and everything. You have such a crush. <laughs> Cabernet can be tricky because it doesn't generally develop its nice berry fruit characters till 13, 13.5% 13 alcohol. Early on in its life, it looks very green and herbal ah. and yucky. And you don't really want that in a rose. Rose should be red berry fruit for me.
0: I see. And that's why Cabernet is a
1: bit tricky yes. to make rose out of.
0: Well, that's disappointing, seeing as Cabernet seems to be what is. Um, wineries in Australia have a real Cabernet
1: problem at the moment because it was all bound for China. Yes. But as Neil from Dan Mufis said, if you're going to make it a Cabernet, make it crunchy, crunchy and bunchy. Yeah, and like a nice and chillable one. We don't have to make Cabernet the way we do make Cabernet. Yes. We have many ways of making Cabernet. Rosé can be tricky. And in the Loire, they have Cabernet d'Anjou, which is Cabernet Sauvignon, uh-huh. um, made and it has sweetness yep. to it. Um, but – and they pick it only for rosé production. They don't make any red wine. So yeah. it's just a matter yeah, of yeah, finding yeah. your site, maybe yeah. Yeah. a year. This is interesting because it's Kunawara, coolish, um, 2020. Very much a sort of a pale... It's light. Apricot colour, almost. Yeah. Uh, it smells all right. It smells almost meaty. Like border The sausage. <laughs> do you know the uh, the South African sausage which has got lots of coriander in it? No. It
0: sounds good We had, good had, we though, had some over out. the
1: holiday because Al, our friend, brought us some border He's South African, brought us some border vest. More savoury, meaty, kind of not-confected red it's fruit. It's definitely not-confected red fruit. It's
0: actually probably the one that finishes the crispest and driest as
1: well, I'd say That's definitely more of a food wine Yeah Whereas all the others I think that we've tasted Are much more just easy drinking By the pool By the pool Yeah Which I've always thought was very insulting <laughs> But Seriously, from the Pinot Noir Skip over the Merlot one that we made But to the Grenache, to the Sangiovese, to the Nebbiolo Would you know? If I served them blind to you, would you know? Oh, hell no mm. Never Absolutely and therein lies my point. Yes, please don't make, rosé. don't
0: waste our beautiful
1: peatos. I right out of it, but yes, it's yeah. is really expensive. Yeah. You know, it's hard to grow, and I just think rose is delish, but it can be from anything if you you need it's to, more yeah you need to treat it not as a. Sub wine, you need yeah. to actually say, I want to make a really good rosé. Yeah. And make a good rosé. Yeah. Um, and not as an afterthought. And I think that that's the key to making rosé. And, and the thing is, in Europe, it is such a valid wine. You know, there's a whole appellation devoted to to making rosé. Totally. And I don't know why we just think of it as a bit of an offshoot. I don't know. I'm a bit <laughs> lazy in our thinking about rosé. I oh,
0: maybe it comes down to the people that drink. They're not generally the sophisticated one drinker who yeah, particularly maybe. cares. Like, it's
1: This it's is coming like, from a woman who's got day, a Rosie. golden oak cask.
0: Oh, I'm body. taking that home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: into it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's because we don't we don't think about it and that's kind of to my point yeah. because we don't think about it don't worry about and the great variety just let us and take so care of So why do like, we as marketers yes, and producers
0: like let's you know let's come up with something like crisp and delicious and that's really what matters yeah it it's a
1: style not a variety yeah yeah 100
0: percent. I, I do completely agree mic drop mic drop <laughs> jesus all right meg's proved her point um message us if you agree. If you don't agree, we'd really love to hear what you say on this one. But coming up on the podcast, um, you will be very happy to hear because we've heard from a lot of you that you loved hearing from Neil. We're getting Neil back. We're going to talk about champagne.
1: It's like that song, These Are My Favourite Things. We've got Neil and champagne. Like how does it get better than I don't think it gets better than that. Do you I want me really to see you again?
0: don't. Um, I think nah. it's from the same movie. Not, same movie. <laughs> 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 Neil, he um, he knows everything about champagne. His his so technically his his big thing is the Rhone, but we were chatting to him about champagne the other day, and he just the stuff he reels off is incredible. Mm. Um, so we're getting him in, and also coming up with the wines of Canberra. I bet you've never had a wine from Canberra. It's I. It took me a long time to have a wine from
1: Canberra. Well, I don't know. If- if you've just seen those storms that have just hit. Oh, no. Wiped out some of the vineyards. Mm. And so they had fire where they had no vintage in 920. Mm-hmm. 21, I think they had a good vintage, and now this year it looks like (gasps) some have had storm damage. I know, right? It's just the the gods are not smiling on us at the moment. Are not.
0: But we're going to taste some because one of the most famous Shiraz plants in the – world Plinkiller. our country yeah. comes from canberra and everyone deserves to know about it so we're going to bring it to you before we get out of here i will ever let everyone know that the poll has been up for only a few minutes and so far 100 of people is only five people but so far 100 <laughs> percent of people say that they don't care about the varietal when they drink rosé see you're on to something back all and right. this will be out
1: in a few weeks. Imagine what the numbers <laughs> will be like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright. So we'll be back with you next week, but until then, enjoy your next class of wine. And drink well.
1: We would like to thank Rob Wines for sponsoring this podcast and they have kindly made available an offer for our listeners.
0: That's it. So Rob Wines is based only about 30 minutes from
1: Melbourne. So
0: if you're in Victoria, it's pretty easy to get out to out South. If you tell the tasting staff at the salad door that you listen to the podcast, what they're going to do is give you a sneaky taste of all the other things that aren't on the standard tasting menu uh, that you might have heard about while you're listening. And hopefully it's all cabernet. Okay. The cabernet. Cabernet. Go the Cabernet. Go the Drink the Cabernet. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Drink the Marsat. <laughs> no, cabernet. If you aren't based quite as close, we still have something for you. There is a free shipping code. It is just podcast. If you put podcast into your checkout, then you'll get free shipping. So you can taste some of the things that we rave about on this podcast. Go the
1: Cabernet. Go the Cabernet.